0: Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope.
1: Good morning, it's Saturday morning, and that means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park-and-shine, we'll be talking about it. It's New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And it, no kidding, I mean a lot of things going on. Uh, we got a report actually. Uh, Scott Welch, we sent him out uh, to uh, Arlington, Texas, for the uh, Supercross. Uh, caught up with uh, Eli Tomac from uh, Cortez, Colorado. Um, of course, uh, hoping we also uh, that he caught up with Jason Anderson, of course, out of uh, Moriarty. Um, also, Robert Costa is going to join us. Uh, believe it or not. The Drag Strip actually opens next week, and uh, a lot of work's been going on out there in the off-season. Uh, you're going to see some uh, facilities improvements uh, when you get out there. Of course, uh, Spencer Hill's going to join us a little later, and uh, we're going to talk about Wheelgate, um, <laughs> which is uh, which kind of funny, but I want to jump into the Under Racing Museum event calendar right off, and first got to find out, uh, how was your week, RJ?
2: Hey, David. Excellent, my man. We kept busy, had a good time, and... Ready for, I mean, March right around the corner. That's when the events are really starting up. So I'm just super excited to see some great racing coming out here in Albuquerque.
1: Yeah, so I noticed that uh, uh, we've got uh, March Madness around the corner. Um, so, you know, I don't know anything about what's going on with that right now. I, I mean, I don't know. Dan, We got any? Uh, we got any March Madness
0: news? Man, all you need to know about March Madness <laughs> is that the Vols are the good guys and Auburn are the bad guys. That's all you need to know.
1: <laughs> all right. Well there you go. There's a report on March Madness. I'm glad that we're done with that. Uh but uh but anyway, because of course, I mean, you know, when I when I think, you know, of uh March Madness, uh, I always think of uh the Lobos never getting very far. So it's not necessarily some good memories. Of course, the pit, nineteen eighty three, I mean the game of all games. So uh uh anyway, let's let's talk a little bit about the opening um, and, of course, Albuquerque Dragway uh, getting started March 5th. Uh, March 5th and 6th uh, open at 11 a.m. Both of those we are going to have uh, some uh, year performance uh, street-to-strip events. Uh, Robert Costa is going to uh, update us about the facilities a little bit later. Uh, Sandia Speedway, what's going on out there, RJ?
2: Yeah, so at Sandia Speedway, they have a good amount of events kind of rolling up. Their first one that they have their next upcoming live event, I should say, is going to be that Superlapse series where they have planned up where it's going to be at their third practice out there, which is going to be on March 27th before their season opener that's going down April 16th. And then also they have what they're known that uh, the Lantern Festival that's actually going to be coming up. That's actually right around the corner. On March 12th, it's not far away at all. So you're going to see the s'mores, fire pits, music, jumpers, a lot of great stuff where people are going to come out and see thousands of these amazing lanterns fly up so cool events coming but racing's right around the corner
1: i got a buddy that's going to be playing in a band there so uh he just told me uh earlier this week so i got, actually got to ask him which one of his bands is playing so <laughs> uh, i'll update you on that before uh before we get there uh vato speedway now it says february 25th does that mean they had a practice- Last night?
2: Yeah, they had all their practices last night. And it was just for all divisions. It was something that they revved up for. Because today what's going on is actually going to be what, pretty much the last of the award ceremonies. So Votto Speedway, they're closing out their season. They, they're they closing out the offseason, I should say. Practices win the And they're going to have the VSP uh, concourse gates, where it's going to be the awards are pretty much at 12 uh open two to the public and then a concession stands food there's going to be a lot of people out there so the public go out celebrate the season that was and drop on to the new season right around the corner down at vado
1: that's kind of cool i've never i've never heard of of doing an award ceremony that way but uh uh spencer did you get any feedback did you hear from anybody how uh how some of the testing went down there
3: You know, I haven't, but I have seen a lot of pictures from down there. Uh, A lot of cars are blank right now still. Of course, Ah. a lot of those builds just finishing this week, uh, but racing, like you guys said, right around the corner. But first and foremost, tonight, or this afternoon, I should say, we have to celebrate our 2021 champions down there at Vado Speedway Park. So very special event. Um, Very cool, like you said, that they're doing it at the racetrack. Uh, That way they can use that beautiful facility
1: uh, for just another good reason. Well, and the public, you know, can come out, too, and that, that's kind of neat, you know, um, because then you can have family, friends, you know, I mean, fans can come out, uh, you know, and can uh, cheer for, their, uh, uh, for the winners for that. And it's better
3: than that conventional banquet, too, because anybody that knows dirt track racers, not one of us thoroughly enjoys putting a suit and tie on right. and sitting there and acting
1: like we like all this banquet food. Give me a beer. Give me a hot dog. Give me my damn trophy. Let's go. I was going to say I mean in 12 to 2 I mean that's a good way to you know kind of control that drinking as well right you know yeah get um, back to the shop and hammer another 30 pack Exactly <laughs> uh Alien Alien Speedway uh going to get started uh March 5th this is their uh their third season Now I, I heard a little bit about the uh drag strip down there it was kind of uh kind of struggling a little bit because the uh the government kind of step in and um raise the rent I, I was trying to do the math I think it was like 15000 percent, or something like that. So uh, maybe, maybe Robert can uh, tell us a little bit more about that later. But uh, we're going to talk some super cross, uh in the other, the a little bit later here with uh, Scott Welch, actually on the other side. Moriarty um, MX, what's going on out there, RJ? Yeah,
2: so Moriarty MX, they are they're finishing up where they had a great week of practices last week, where pretty much everything's revved up for their Sunday fun day prep, where. They're going to start next week. Is going to be the 2022 Lucky Thirteen Race Series, March 5th and 6th. So they're going to have the practices fri- on Saturday, the 5th, and then racing on the 6th. And they're also going to have their awards ceremony where they're going to finish up. Where hey, we're going to do some racing first to see how everyone's going. We're going to celebrate last year and then go straight on to having a great uh, the Lucky Race Series uh, 2022. So fun out there, Moriarty for sure.
1: Also, another uh, another way to do it is to have the awards banquet. Kick off the season. I, I always kind of thought what it would be like to actually have an awards banquet like immediately after the final race. Well, that's how World of Outlaws does it. That, wow. The night after. Yeah. So they just get it right done
3: right there. I mean, it's super simple. They race at Charlotte Motor Speedway's dirt track. And then the next night they rent out a big old warehouse. Boom. Get it all done in one shot because all those teams have to get back to their home base and start working on the next season. I'm thinking that's the way to do it. I think so, too. I mean, you're already excited. Uh, the energy is still fresh. It's
1: I, I like that style. Yeah, and, and I mean, you could always send them the little name placard to put on later, right? You know, you could always have, you know, first place, second place, third place, and then you could send them their name to put on it later. Or, or I mean, you know, I guess you a- could buy. After 99 events, you have
3: a good idea who's probably <laughs> going to win the championship. I guess that's true.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it even is- if
3: it's down to two people, I
1: mean, how much is two plaques? I guess I, I guess that's true. <laughs> absolutely i mean i guess i was just dreaming right it would come down to the final race final lap it has uh, nobody it has nobody happened. would nobody would know all right we, what do we got in the way at car shows man
2: yeah so we got some cool events going on during our car show events and one is our friends at the new mexico runners are going out to this pancake prefix that we have oh it's yeah albuquerque children's christians home uh pancake brefix from 8 a.m to 11 a.m that's Uh-oh. actually going on today so go out there and it's going on right now yeah go out and celebrate i mean we're going to see our friend Rio out there, and for uh, yep. it's at Winter Haven Road Northwest. He'll go celebrate! I bet there's still some pancakes. I don't think the whole team ate all of them. Just oh,
1: I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go see my buddy Rio tonight. I there mean, it's eight fifteen. I mean, it's already almost eight fifteen. I bet, I bet they've they've hammered it pretty hard. Uh, you're going out there tonight?
2: Yeah. You guys going? Out? Are,
1: are you going to put on the costume? <laughs> I might. Well, uh, you think I'll fit? <laughs>
2: go on some racing. No no
1: comment. I mean, I you know, that's kind of brutal when you start, you know, thinking about do I have to buy, you know, new belts? Do I have to buy, you know, I mean, cuz sometimes my head swells, you know, from doing all these media events, right? Yeah. So I think I'm more important. I have to get a bigger helmet. But uh anyway, what else we got going on?
2: Yeah, so we got of course the March 12th we have this Daylight Savings Cruise that's going on. It's a annual Daylight Savings Cruise. That'll be held at Boreas. and what they have planned out where they always try to make sure, hey, this is a safe, co- cool, uh, easy event where uh, respect the spot. There's going to be no burnouts or racings or anything. But, Ooh. hey, go out there, uh, enjoy some cruises and cool rides from 4 to 9 p.m. March 12th. So some cool things going on. And, hey, that means it's going to be brighter during the evenings. And, hey, it's right around the corner to some good racing, some good events, anytime you can enjoy cars.
1: That That's, that's absolutely amazing. Uh, you mentioned Lantern Fest, uh, March 12th. Um uh, looks like we got all this you know usual stuff going on uh, uh superheroes jumpers cornhole uh volleyball uh horseshoes fire pits food vendors um now you got a, a feed New Mexico kids show coming up on like the 19th
2: yes yes so March 19th is going to be this great event going on where it's going to be at the Phillips and Sons at 4101 4th Street Northwest and pretty much uh, it's a donation for entry, and it includes lunch, there's door prices, there's raffles, and it's all to I mean, an amazing cause where they try to do that at least once a year, but with everything revved up, I mean, they're they are revving it up where hopefully there's like one almost every half year. So Feed New Mexico Kids Car Show, great event, go out, support.
1: And then, of course, the Parks for the Park, uh, we're going to have somebody on to talk about that um, in the next uh, couple of weeks, but that's going to be a big show Coming back, I mean, probably one of the uh, the biggest shows. And actually, the one that kind of, for me, kicks off the car show season. So we definitely got some other stuff uh, going on. Hey, did, did you talk about that Dino Days?
2: Uh, yeah, so this is something that's actually related to the uh, to the lap series that they have going on. So pretty much it's uh, the 1010th Motorsports and Albuquerque Super Lap uh, Dino Day, where it's their opportunity to receive the official certified power and weight class placements. So it's going to be an awesome thing for everyone to get ready for the season. You can support the community, have food, have a good time, and get your car ready. And the location, I'm still got to find out on the location because that said it was in Cincinnati, Ohio. So <laughs> I got to, I got to figure out a little bit, but that's coming right around the corner as well. So yep,
1: that might be kind of a little bit of a drive.
2: So I think more information, being with the Albuquerque Super Lap, I think that's going to come up next week for the official information. Doing with that.
3: And really quick, big news yesterday on the national or I guess international side of things as Formula One announcing they will not race in Russia this year.
1: Yep. So absolutely, we should have that breaking news drop. We, we weren't quite
3: ready. I know I, I, I sprung that one on y'all, but. Uh, of course. Any time
1: you come in here,
2: you have like some sort of breaking news. I though. know.
3: Well, I, you got to be
1: on the Twitter.
2: It's, I was about to say the dang Twitter. You got
1: <laughs> got to be on the on the Tweety. Uh, of course, thoughts
2: and prayers tweet thing. Though to
1: everybody uh, over there on that side of the world. Very scary right now. So so Dan's telling us to shut up. We got a whole lot more to cover. So all right. I mean, I wasn't throwing you under the bus. You're right. We we need to stop.
0: I'm not trying to silence talk about social justice for Ukraine. That's not. <laughs> I'm not telling you to break to silence that. Not one bit. Don't put that on me.
1: All right. Okay. I, I See, he's so cereb- cerebral. I can't even say cerebral. It, well, cerebral palsy. I, he, he's so, you know, he's so, you know, I, I mean, uh, politically correct. I, I wasn't even trying to throw him under the bus about that. But but thank you. Yeah. We, our, our our thoughts are with people in Ukraine. Anyway, you've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. ESPN Radio
0: 1017,
4: The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. Hey Albuquerque, this is Austin Cindric, driver of the number two Penske Racing Ford Mustang. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with Dave Swope on ESPN Radio, 10172.
0: Of pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NM MotorsportsReport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Dearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017. The team. And we send uh, Scott Welch out uh, to uh, cover the uh, supercross race out in Arlington, and he caught up with. Uh, Cortez, Colorado's own uh, Eli Tomac, the uh, current points leader uh, in Supercross. uh, Here's that interview.
5: All right, I'm here with Eli Tomac, leader in points this year. So uh, the question we want to ask you is, what's the big difference about the bikes, man? Switching from the Cowie to the Yamaha. Have you been asked that a hundred times? Oh yeah, I've I've been asked (laughs) that.
6: Uh, The difference it's just it's 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 kind of like it's like what 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 fits you best right it's like what what uh, whatever if you go went and bought a pair of skis or or whatever or a certain glove right for for whatever it may be or a golf club like the most important thing is is can you fit it to you and do you think it can make it fit fit to your style right right and then and then yeah it has to have a a good base platform also and and I thought I could do that with the Yamaha and so far it's working
5: right no doubt it's working man yeah it's been a pleasure to watch you ride the thing it seemed like maybe took a couple of races to dial it in
6: yeah it did it did it took me a couple and that's that's kind of normal for for me i don't know why it's been that way but it it always takes me like two three races to really get things figured out and then i figure out what what works in the race environment right we do so much pre-season testing but sure you can never replicate that that race environment so yeah it did take me you know that third race to get things figured out
5: right so um, um is there a big difference in the two bikes or are they once you set it up for your
6: yeah you for the way you like it or are they similar there no there's there's differences and that's just because the the bikes are are a little bit different i mean the modern bikes are way out of this world but yes there are things that are are different
5: well the yamaha is obviously different the way the motor's mounted yep. in it and it's tilted back and so there's got to be a difference in the way it feels but yep. another thing that people talk about that i wanted to ask you about is the power yeah. it seems like there's a there's kind of a rumor that some guys dial back the power but but you don't you like the full power is that yeah the i
6: do i run the full power on it and it it does have a a lot of power this bike but it's i've been able to make it usable too That's so it's cool. but it's it's really it's a really fast bike
5: i wouldn't compare myself to you but i wear a, I, I wear a, a 525 ktm uh-huh. has 61 horsepower yeah. most people can't handle it, but i'm a big boy yeah so. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> um so halfway through the season is there any just kind of keep on the same track or keep on the same track
6: I mean, my, my biggest hiccup was, well, you could say round one, but, but last week was like, a, I guess, my one of my first mistakes. So try to not do any more of that. What you was know, the mistake? I, I mean, it was just clipping another, my teammate, right? Oh, rea- yeah. I, mean, but I was, oh, really, yes, I was that's kind of right. actually out the, of my was own, in the first my own power, but it, and I look back, I'm like, hey, I shouldn't have been back in the pack with those at, in that position, right? So...
5: How did was it just a lag on the start or?
6: Yeah, it was just it wasn't a great start. I was like tenth or something, and uh, when you're back in the middle of the pack, things can happen. And sure enough, something did. So uh, being out front is that's another reason to be out front, right? Is you avoid those situations.
5: Absolutely. I can remember a long time ago when I raced. Man, yep. the whole shot was everything. yep that's <laughs> still is, huh? Yep. Cool, man. Well, we're very proud of you in Albuquerque, and you have a lot of supporters. And maybe one of these days we could have you on the radio live, maybe yeah. an off season or something. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on the babies.
6: Yep. How's that we going? Got two little ones that Changes now.
5: everything, doesn't it? Uh huh. Yeah. Congratulations, it does. man. I have five kids myself, so I know what it's like. Nice. They go from little like yours to a minor about to go into college now. So. Yeah. And my son just flew to Poland
6: to. Oh wow. To uh, the protect. Service? Yeah. yeah.
5: He's in the service. Michael is. so. Well, cool. Thank you for All your right. time, and, and God bless you, and good luck today, man. Thanks. All right. All right. Thanks, brother. See ya. Take
1: care. All right, so joining us now uh, live, Scott Welch. How you doing, Scott?
5: Hey,
7: Dave. I'm doing fantastic, man. I was uh, fortunate to get an uh, interview with ER. or what.
1: <laughs> no, it was fantastic. Uh, I mean, and, and of course, you sent out some uh, some shots and a uh, great shot of the, the facility there, but... Uh, I mean, it's.
7: I mean, these these guys sound really down to earth for uh, all the high flying that they do. Super nice guys, man. They're so down to earth, and uh, uh, you know, very open to the interview. I mean, I, Eli's very approachable. I've talked to him before, but uh, of course, that's the first time we've had him on the New Mexico Motorsport Report. And super cool guy, man.
1: Yeah. So you also caught up with the. Uh, uh, Justin, uh, he's number fourth in points. Uh d- just tell us a little bit about uh what you were able to talk with him about.
7: Yeah, just uh you know, we uh we spoke to him, you know, Justin switched over uh he's this is the second year he's on the gas gas bike, uh, which uh KTM bought gas gas. And so they his he is their main rider and he's done real well on the bike. He hasn't won at Supercross yet this year, but uh, rumors are he might win today.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. W- were you able to catch up with Jason?
7: Uh, Jason, for some reason, didn't show up to media, and I wasn't. It, it's so cold here, David, <laughs> and all the rigs are parked outside. You think it's cold in Albuquerque. You, you get here, and it's even colder.
1: <laughs> well, you're you're there in the Plains. I mean, that that's why, you know, there's uh really nothing to to break the wind but it, it's actually not surprising jason's jason is, is a very jason anderson uh very private guy uh el hombre uh no talkie so i mean yeah it's uh, it's uh, no big deal but t- you you know you've been a, a bike fan for a long time i mean tell me what it's yep. like in that atmosphere i mean it's it's all bikes all the time
7: well it's it, you know man these guys live it and uh it's pretty cool. You know, I'm down here. We're kind of having an old motocross reunion. Uh, all my old buddies, um, and Joe Davis used to own a Kawasaki shop, uh, right here in Lancaster and his son Dylan, who's a rider also. Joe has four sons and they're all mo- uh, motorcycle riders. And, uh, we're all having a little reunion, uh, up in, uh, a suite that, uh, Dylan Davis got us, Joe's son. And we're, we're, uh, we're going to enjoy the motocross race today at Jerry's World. It's it is absolutely amazing, man.
1: What a, what a tremendous uh, transformation they've they've made. Because I mean, it was just well, okay. I was going to say it was just a couple of weeks ago as football, but Dallas Dallas lost in the first round, so it's just been more like a month and a half. So they had plenty of time to convert it. Uh, but I mean, what is it like uh, to see that a motocross track just? Be be born uh, in that stadium.
7: I mean, yesterday, I walked down into the tunnel a couple of times, and there were some earth movers in there that were. I mean, you know, front end loaders that were the man. The the wheel was like three feet taller than me. Yep. And how do they do it? I don't know. I've, I haven't seen it live, but to walk in there and see a motocross track down where the Cowboys normally play football is just attempt to play. Much Mind-boggling,
1: you know. Yeah, no. I'm and, sorry. I was just trying to throw the Cowboys under the bus again.
3: You were. <laughs> hey, Scott. Spencer well, you know, over here though Cowboys- too. I I I just wanted to talk to you real quick. Looking at the power rankings, of course, Jason Anderson up top, Eli Tomac second, Chase Sexton, Malcolm Stewart. having an incredible year in fourth. Uh, I just wanted to tell you. Uh, I, I wanted to explain just a little bit to the fans. How crazy this season has been. We've seen a lot of movement at the top of the point standings that we haven't seen in quite some time. Why do you think that's been?
7: You know, it's just what everybody says, Spence, in the the, uh, clicks around here is the talent is stacked. Anybody can win. You've got Malcolm Stewart. You've got Cooper Webb, who's wearing the number 1 plate. You've still got Marvin Muskan, the flying Frenchman. Uh, you've got Justin Barsha. You've got Jason Anderson, second in points now. Uh, Tomac's leading in points. Uh, Barsha's in fourth. Um, it's just stacked all the way down. I mean, there's, there, the talent this year is amazing. I mean, there's, there's literally 10 guys that could win on any weekend.
3: And, of course, qualifying kicks off here at one thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Scott, we're right at the end of the segment, but before we let you go, who's your pick tonight?
7: Oh, man, it's hard, but I'm going to have to go with the homeboy, El Hombre, Jason Anderson.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, that's fantastic. Hey, how can uh, how can people follow you? Are you going to be posting to social media or anything?
7: Uh, yeah, we, we can, uh, we'll be posting some stuff on Facebook, but you can go to my website, com, And of course, uh, uh, watch the New Mexico Motorsport Report, uh, uh, the, uh, Facebook page there. And we'll have some pictures up there as well. And little stories for you.
1: Awesome. Hey, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, don't have too much fun, man.
7: Thanks, David. I appreciate you having me on, man. It's, it's absolutely beautiful down here at JoJo's Ranch House. So uh, we're trying not to overdo it.
1: Awesome. Well, that's uh, Scott Welch, of course. Uh, Scott is a uh, motorsports photojournalist uh, out of Albuquerque. He does a fantastic job. Definitely check out his website. All right, we're going to talk some drag races. Talk about shifting gears, going from uh, two wheels now to uh, four very fast wheels. Um, sometimes they get back on two wheels, you know, Every they, once in a while. to take off, man. All right, you've been listening
2: to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017, The Team.
6: Hey, Albuquerque, this is Daniel Henry. You're listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swoke on ESPN Radio, 1017, The Team.
7: This is Al Unser, four time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Swope for the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017. The team.
0: The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Deerwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. And just next weekend, that's right, gates open at 11 a.m. on Saturday, March the 5th, Albuquerque Dragway. abqdragway.com is where you can go to get your schedule. Uh, is going to open up with a Yearwood Street to Strip on both Saturday and Sunday, gates open at 11. And joining us now is Robert Costa. How you doing? Oh, doing good. So, you know, we're uh, we've been busy. So yes, you have. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about all the aggregate you've been putting down? And um, I mean, geez, you guys just keep rolling, you know, the money back in. Um, and and I know, you know that yeah, the, it's
4: it's it, it's an interesting business plan. Let's, it is. Uh,
1: let's make money and then let's put it
4: all back in. So then there's no profit at the end of the year, right? You know, so you know it's. Uh,
1: but um, but i hear it i mean because you know i mean dust can be an issue out there too so oh absolutely. Um, i mean you know you some know. have been you know just making the uh the ambiance the experience uh better
4: yeah so uh uh so just this last week uh we ended up putting down almost one hundred and fifty thousand square feet of uh of millings wow uh we uh expanded our pits and almost doubled the size of our uh of our uh pavement in the pits awesome uh so now we have two thirds of our of our pits is or more than two thirds of our of our pits is on uh is on pavement uh and then uh we also did some roads over on the south and the west sides uh so the spectators can come in easier and they don't kick up as much dirt and dust and um yeah so we've uh yeah we've been busy uh you know fixing machinery you know uh they're getting ready to paint around our starting line and you know doing uh you know do, doing a lot of little stuff and a couple of really big things
1: well and so. and last year was was a great season i mean and from an outside perspective uh i saw a lot of people in the stands some people hadn't seen in a while um really celebrating i mean basically the loss of the 2020 season right. that that i think that uh people really came out um and supported the track and I, and i noticed that you've got just as many events, um, if if not more we, we than you have, had last year, we, we
4: have a few more. Wow! And uh, um, you know, it's one, one of those things where our if our schedule gets any bigger, we're gonna actually have to print it on a larger larger paper. But well, uh, it,
1: being an old guy, you know, with my eyes aren't quite as good. I, I do love how it's it's easy to read, good font, and boom, you can just look over there. Yeah. and know exactly well, that, what's that, going. That,
4: on. That, that's the idea behind it, and yeah. Uh, but we have some we have some really. Really cool events that we were kind of expanding on. Okay, uh, you know things that we have done in the past, um, and and trying to make them better. You okay. know, um, you know nobody likes change, um, so we try to to have subtle changes and do a little here and a little there. Right. Um, but you know, one of the things that we did was uh, we had a we had an event last year or the last couple of years called Midnight Madness. Yes. And the idea is to get the street racers off the streets at night. Uh, because most of our night events are six o'clock to eleven o'clock, right? Um, when most normal people are awake. Well, we we all know that the the street racing scene, you know, starts at like you know ten you know ten o'clock to midnight or runs right. even later. So our midnight madness event was ten p.m. to two a.m. Um, this year we decided that we were going to do four of those events, so they're kind of you know spread out about one per month during the summer. Um, but then we decided that we're going to add, uh, uh, live bands yes. to those events. Um, you know, we, uh, we have a little stage and so we, we incorporated another event that we did last year called Rockin' and racing. Okay. Uh, and we're incorporating that in our midnight madness stuff. Um, you know, so just to kind of add a little element, you know, to it, to, uh, I don't want to call it a party because because you know, partying and racing don't necessarily go right, together right uh but it does kind of create a, a different atmosphere when you have a live band out there and um and then uh we're gonna uh, we're gonna do another event called the 505 cash days okay and uh, uh you know they're calling it a no prep event but no prep is not it, it's funny no prep is not non-prep okay you know There what you it, go what it means is it means that you go out and you prep You know, you prep the track the way you normally do, but then you don't go out and prep it again. Um, You know, so it's going to emulate a little bit more of street racing. Uh, They're going to have Limpy on the flashlight. If you don't know who Limpy is, Uh, (laughs) you know, you can Google him. Cool. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's a flashlight start. Uh, They're not going to start on the starting line. They're going to start a little further out. You know, just, just trying to change it up a little bit. But it's big bucks. Yeah. I mean, it's fifteen thousand dollars to win. Wow! Oh, uh, and it's pretty much an unlimited run. What you brung? Wow! Um, you know, there are some safety rules that the cars are going to have to meet, um, but and it's it's going to be fast stuff. You know, I mean, they're 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 quick cars, and these are for the most part they're not they're not necessarily race cars. They're more of street cars. Okay, but we're talking you know street cars that can easily go in the sevens in the quarter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 you know, this isn't your uh, your grandfather's, you know, street car. Right. You know, these are fast cars. Right. You know, uh, there's going to be uh, uh, a slew of GTRs because I know that, that the guys that run it, you know, they have GTRs. Uh, and really what, what happened was we took what was a street race that they were doing out in the middle of the desert. Right. And we convinced them to bring it to the racetrack. Excellent. So we actually convinced street racers to get off the streets. That's fantastic. You know, uh, which, of course, you know, is one of our goals.
1: Yeah. Well, and then the, you know, of course, with what happened this week too, it is it, not just at night. I mean, that one was what four four thirty in the afternoon they right. turn over a school bus. But anyway, I don't, don't want to digress into that because um, there's not a lot. I know you guys do a lot, and it just goes on deaf ears. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about that I noticed is you, you got motorcycles. It looks yes. like you've added a, a motorcycle division. We, we did. Uh, we, awesome. It, it is not
4: a full-fledged division yet. Okay. Um, what we're doing is we're trying to build into it. Okay. So we have a, one of our motorcycle racers, because we do allow motorcycles yeah. to race in all of our classes. Um, he decided that he wanted to put together a motorcycle class. Cool. And so we have it at four of our events, and then I believe that he has uh, – two or three other events in other at other racetracks okay so i believe that they're in odessa and they're either in Ro, uh roswell or in hobbs i'm not to be honest i i don't remember okay uh, that that was you know so three months ago when we were putting this together <laughs> but uh yeah so so it's a motorcycle Neat. class and um you know and the idea behind it is um to put it on only a few events. And then that way you get more motorcycles show up at one time. Sure. And last year they were getting a a fair amount, you know, I mean, we were in the, the 12 to to 20 range, you know, so
1: that's, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've gone out there and seen, you know, a couple of bikes, almost like they were, they were just enthusiasts and, you know, um, but it's neat because likewise, I mean, of course, you know, a four wheels um, gets a lot of press, but there's also a lot of motorcycle, uh high speed accidents that are happening and they're not just racing but they're you know they're weaving yeah. back and forth from traffic so, yeah, so I mean this so, is
4: yeah you know one of the, yeah. the new big things is uh electric bikes. Yeah. You know, so um uh, so you know that's kinda interesting. And they're they're pretty quick. Yeah. You know, I mean I know that uh you know Har I have a friend who has a one of the Harleys. Yeah. Um I think they call them live wires. Okay. Um but uh yeah I mean that you know we have a racer who who races his electric bike out there. And it's really funny cuz they go down the track and they make no noise.
1: Yeah. You know. So. Just the tire squeal.
4: Uh yeah, but the bikes don't really have tire squeal. Wow. So um but yeah, it uh, it's kind of interesting. So
1: and the what's even more mind blowing to me on that is is Harley was always known about sound. I mean, yes. I mean at least at least ninety percent of the reason why you buy a Harley is because of the sound, and I never really thought about it until talking to guys. They like the sound because then cars can hear them. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, th- that, that's their excuse <laughs> for them anyway. So, <laughs> okay, all right. Well, thanks for setting me uh, setting me straight yeah. on that. But um, it looks like a great schedule. Excited, you guys are going to be getting open. I invite you know anybody to go to abqdragway.com dot uh, com, uh, you know, and and download it, print it, have it, or you could go by year with Performance. Um, and pick up copies we got a few here at the studio as well um is is there other places where i mean you could you could pick up the schedule oh well, I mean, they're they're all, all the speed shops yeah, every, they're all you know. over town Good. you know i mean we, okay. we
4: we have them in uh uh in automotive shops uh we have them in uh uh you know some of the parts places right to be honest i'm not sure which ones <laughs> uh it could be napas it could be auto zones right um i know that like around the track uh, there's a Circle K down at Rio Bravo and Broadway. There you go. And you know, uh, last year they called us and they're like, "Hey, where are the schedules?" Right. And last year we didn't print a schedule because we weren't quite prepared for the season when right. when the season started. And uh, but yeah, so they're they're all over town. So well, and and if you can't find any ABQ Dragway or AlbuquerqueDragway.com. Yep. You know, and uh, uh, we have all of the information on there, and it's. It, a lot of times it's actually best to double-check the website or to double-check Facebook uh, because sometimes we have to reschedule some of our events. Things, things change. Uh, we just found yeah. out. I think I was telling you about this. Yeah. Uh, one of our Midnight Madness races is on the same night as a concert. Right. And so we can't have people coming in to Mesa Dole Soul at 10 o'clock at night when they have a concert letting out at 10 o'clock at night.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so we're going to have to reschedule that event you know, and move it a week.
1: So, yeah. I mean, how do you know? You try, you try the best you can, and then five minutes after you have that final proof and the print starts, something changes. Oh,
0: absolutely, it's it's
1: a so. variable. So always always check the website. Yeah. Uh, but so excited! It I mean, it really feels like things are coming back, and hopefully we can keep some of that momentum from uh, 2021, um, and you know get people out there and people enjoying everything that's going on.
4: Yeah. No. It. Uh. You know. Come on out. We. Uh. We start next. You know, uh, next weekend, which you know, it's usually the first weekend in uh, in March, right? And there's a reason for that. You know, I got up this morning; it was 28 degrees, mm-hmm. but then uh, next week it'll be, you know, it'll be 40 degrees.
1: Yes. So, and I'm going to take your word for that. I mean, I am so looking forward to that because <laughs> it was it was brutally cold this morning. But stay tuned; we got a whole lot more coming up. On the other side, we're going to talk Wheelgate. That's right. Uh, here on the New Mexico Motorsports Report
2: on ESPN Radio. 1017 the team. Hey, I'm
0: This is Simon Tasso. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio. 1017 the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is AJ Allmendinger driving the number 16 Chevy Camaro for College Racing. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swamp Wheel Estate. Here's David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And uh, I, I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, to my buddy, Robert Shea. Robert Shea called during the show last week and said, hey, you guys going to talk about the wheels? And I'm like, yeah, the wheels are pretty cool. 18-inch wheels look pretty cool. And he goes, no, you don't know about the wheels? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I heard some wheels were confiscated and stuff. Uh, but man, I mean, the talk all this week has been Wheelgate. And And uh, joining us now is uh, Spencer Hill. Uh, Spencer, uh, kind of bring us up to date on, I mean, what is, what is all this hullabaloo? Hullabaloo.
3: Good, <laughs> good terminology for this. Uh, so essentially the the piece that Robert Shea is speaking about uh, last week in Daytona, uh, Penske and RFK racing wheels were confiscated from one of each of their cars. And uh, essentially what they were doing was in their explanation of it at least was they were basically smoothing out the pinholes that are on the back of the wheels uh, that connects to the hub of the wheel that allows it to stay in motion with the axle. So I know that might be a little bit confusing for some people. Um, The issue. Yeah. The issue was um, during, you know, live pit stops, especially uh, we are seeing a lot of gouging of these pinholes that connect the wheel to the axle or wheel to the hub. Excuse me. And so because of the gouging of those two particular teams were going in, they, they were honing the holes out. Right. And, um, They said that they had talked to NASCAR about it. Uh, NASCAR didn't say they couldn't do it, but they also didn't say they could. So NASCAR took the wheels. No penalties were seen this week. Uh, Two teams that probably wish that they would have done that same thing uh, is Colleg and then the new team, the money team racing, uh, the number 50 with Kaz Grala. Because uh, both of them had a couple wheels leaving them last weekend in the Daytona 500.
1: And so when uh, I mean, thank you for inviting me to your uh, your fantastic Daytona uh, 500 party. Um, right when that wheel came off of the 50, it, you and uh, Jonathan were having a conversation immediately about that being what a level four penalty. Yeah, level three, level three, level three penalty. Level
3: three penalty. Uh, so we will see one of the. I believe it's going to be the car chief or the crew chief. I, I don't. I don't recall exactly. Uh, will be suspended for four races and. Other team members, the ones that put the wheel on, uh, will also be suspended. So big, big penalty, a lot of points, a lot of money. So hopefully the money team racing uh, (laughs) stays true to its name so we can see them again.
1: Well, at at first I thought they – I heard Collick wasn't even going to protest it, but then I hear um, they have now, which um, – or was it the money team that that was going to protest it? Yeah,
3: Collick has appealed the penalty. The money team racing has not. So basically – To smooth that over for listeners, Uh, the Money Team Racing, their wheel completely left the car. Colleague, it had a piece of the wheel left on it. I mean, they might be able to try to explain that it was a a faulty wheel um, versus something that was on their end. I don't know. Uh, With me, I I think what probably happened was it was a loose wheel, and I think that it kind of backed off the wheel nut and then it started gouging into the brake uh, caliper and once that wheel started to gouge, then it cracked, and then it failed. Right. So, ultimately, did it come off? It it did, but it came off after the wheel broke.
1: I don't know. It, it gets kind of iffy right there. Absolutely. So, uh, bigger picture, uh, new car, a lot of, lot of different things on there. Uh, Daytona, not always indicative of things that are going to happen through the season. Uh, we'll Getting to, uh, going to, uh, california now and fontana haven't raced there in a couple of years so you've got that plus you've got this new car um and and kind of surprising to me that the the wheel would be the the only thing was there talk about other parts or other things that they were worried about or they learned about um on the car or are we still looking uh you know we got to get through the first four races five races to find out um just where we are with this car
3: you know, I think that we need to see a little bit more races um, before we make a, a decision on how good or bad this car is. Um, one of the other things that I saw during the Daytona 500 was the hood flap coming up on the number 20 Joe Gibbs racing car. Um, it was kind of a weird circumstance there. Yeah. It didn't completely come off, but it, it flipped around. Uh, there are a few other things. I know that the diffuser on the rear end, Failed on some of the cars, too. Yeah. Um, that was hanging off and dragging the ground. So uh, I, I think it's just those new car bugs. I mean, right. all the short track guys, we see it all the time. You know, you build a new car and you spend the first three races uh, figuring out, you know, what what's going to fail? What's going to work? What's not going to work? And even we see it here in the Cup Series, too, with the best guys in the business. So um, I think really after we get through the first five races, that's when we're going to be able to determine – uh, a true test of this car. you know. Here we go to a two-mile oval this week in it right. at Auto Club Speedway. That's going to be a really good test to see how the the side force is, to see uh, if they're going to run up by the wall, how durable is the side of this car. Because uh, now we see that the nose and the tail section of this next-gen car are really, really strong. Um, the sides of it and the suspension, I think it's weaker than the Gen 6. So there's just a, a lot rolling Um, right now, I think that everybody's working really fluidly. Of course, we talked a few weeks ago about the part shortage. That's still in mind with everybody. Um, I think after we get through this West Coast swing, though, I think all that talk is going to smooth out.
1: Yeah. So uh, you started a podcast. I did. uh, John Feld, kind of covering all things NASCAR. Uh, Talk a little bit about that, where people can check it out.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's on the Global Motorsports Report. Um, We're just going under that banner right now, and it's – Really fresh, really new. Uh, essentially, right now, we're focusing on NASCAR, uh, giving a good recap of the race from the weekend prior and giving you a little bit of a preview on the upcoming race. And uh, we're going to talk you know, a little bit about everything, too. So, uh, Jonathan, we had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Really, really good kid uh, out of Twin Valley, Minnesota, which is a small town of, like, Minnesota. 1,500— I, I know he was explaining to us how he went from like just being five hours from the Canadian border from about four hours from the Mexican border. So uh, he's he's been a, in a lot of change here in the last few months, but uh, happy to have him on board.
1: And, yeah, I hope everybody can check that out. Yeah. Well, and uh, as, as you're trying to you know work that in, um, you're just letting people know. Uh, we, we had our New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook hacked. So um, that's why you haven't seen as much stuff there. And we've actually been doing the uh, uh, New Mexico Motorsports Report on Global um, on Facebook. Uh, and RJ's uh, been handling that. But a uh, lot of neat things that we're working on um, and trying to get uh, more information to you. As a matter of fact, the, uh, the Circuit Journal, uh, John, has really been on some great stories. I apologize. We didn't put anything together for um, IndyCar. Uh, that's starting this weekend. But, uh, uh, you know, a lot of different faces in different places. Um, final thoughts. Uh, we just got a, a short amount of time here. Um, what's your thoughts on, I mean, Austin Sendrick, uh you know, pulling off that victory? What a birthday present for the captain, right? Yeah. Uh,
3: huge, huge victory for that team. The and the first number time, two. First time the number two has been able to capture victory lane in the Daytona 500 as well with a rookie. Um, really a storybook ending or I guess start to the season, we could say. Um, so uh, it's amazing. And, you know, with Austin cindric I think that's a popular win too. I don't know many of the fan base that hates Austin It's right. Just a likable young man and um, really, really interested to see how that rolls his momentum into this year because he's a smart r- racer. He has all the equipment he needs to get it done.
1: That's going to be a threat. And uh, now all of the pressure's off him. Well, and remember, uh, um, he had to have a bumper applied to him to not win the championship last year, uh, and nobody thought Daniel Hemmer could do it, but he did. All right. Thank you, thank you, Dan, behind the glass, RJ, uh, doing a little bit of everything, and and Spencer always coming up with some good insight. We have a whole new show for you next week here on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on... 1017, The team. Team.
0: Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Wheel Estate here on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels. Pavement and off-road.